Oh, all right, today's Daf is Daf Zion, and we talk, start at the top of the page, top of the Daf. The discussion is the nature of Tumah B'Sibur. This is a classic question. Tumah Hutru B'Sibur, Tumah Dechuyah B'Sibur. comes up multiple places, but this is one of the central places. Is Tumah um, permitted when, for Korban Sibur, or is it overridden? Um, you know, one way of thinking about this is, is it that when the Torah says, don't bring a korban, a korban betumah, is it sort of saying, don't bring a korban yachid betumah, but by a korban seaborp, it wasn't said, there was no prohibition, you're not doing anything wrong, it's not a violation at all, or, that's hushra. Like, there's no, it's exactly, it's exactly what you're supposed to be doing, there's not even the prohibition in this case. Or is it tumah No, you actually are violating, but your mandate is to violate. Um, and therefore, but the violation is being overridden, and, but because we are still recognizing it as a violation, um, therefore, obviously, in an ideal world, we'd like to not have the violation, and that will lead to certain <coughs> choices to try to minimize this when you have to actually violate. Um, and a more immediately relevant question for us, a similar issue gets raised about Pikuach Nefesh on Shabbos, as I mentioned at the end of yesterday. Is it when you have to break Shabbos to save a life? Is it, as I just said, you're breaking Shabbos, but your mandate to save a life overrides? Or is it that it's not considered breaking Shabbos at all? That's not a chul Shabbos. That's what you're supposed to do on Shabbos, to save a life, regardless of, regardless of what type of activity it requires. Um, and, you know, part of that can be also a very, a very uh, big question, because if you think, well, I'm breaking Shabbos, but I'm allowed to, you'll try to minimize your breaking of Shabbos, and may, you might minimize your breaking of Shabbos at the expense of increasing the risk on somebody's life. So obviously that is an extremely sensitive question, and all the sort of literature around 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 and Shabbos says you don't hesitate at all, you know, you don't you don't make any chesbonos, you just go, you save a life and so on. And then of course there's a in footnote asterisk in parentheses, of course if it's absolutely no you know, no 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 more difficult than to do it in a way that doesn't avoid Shabbos, of course you should do that. So you know you sort of get like both messages. But certainly the dominant message is don't hesitate, do do everything you need to do. Anyway, that's the debate here and it's obviously con- uh, be, and it's connected to the idea of the Kohen Gadol working on Yom Kippur and not him, him not becoming Tameh and how much we try to avoid him becoming Tameh because if he were to be Tameh you would do it anyway there would only be one Kohen that could do it again let's sort of say bracketing the idea that you could have a substitute Kohen but in theory he could go ahead and do it anyway so how much do you have to actually work to avoid it if it is a Tumah Hutra B'Tzibor or is it Tumah Dechuyah B'Tzibor that is how we enter the question and again one final point to also remind us is that we're speaking specifically about Tumas Mace or something like a Tumas Mace which is something that's contact from the outside as opposed to a Tumah Yosei Gufo, which is for let's say the Kohen for man it would be Valkyrie a seminal omission or it would be having sex with a woman who would be a Nida that would not be about contact that would more be about transferring a personal status and that would not be over it is. So those are things we clearly have to avoid, but the question around it came around too much maze. Yes. Right, so that's another question, you know, the fact that a Korban Sibur is brought on Shabbat. Right? Is Shabbos Nidche for the Korban Sibor? Does not even apply. It's interesting that the Gemara doesn't, to the best of my knowledge, I mean, yes, the Psukim that tell you, for example, you bring a Korban Pesach on Shabbos, you bring a, a Korban Sibor on Shabbos, is the same discussions in the Gemara and the same derivations that you do at the Tumah. But I do not, 
cannot, on the top of my head, recall a discussion about whether the Shabbos, doing the Korban on Shabbos is Hutra or There somehow seems to be an implicit sense there that it's Hutra. Um, you know, and there's a lot of stuff you do for Korbanot, you know. Exactly. So that's a very good point in terms of that. So let's take a look now at the Gemara. So that, that was a debate between Rav Nachman and... Um, um, and uh, Rav Sheshes. Rav Nachman says Heter and Rav Sheshes says Duchuya. and I'm going to pick up again you know two lines from the bottom on Vav Amadbet because that gives us the more extreme formulation of their debate Igadam the others say when Rav Nachman says Heter he's saying even in an extreme case that the, the Kohanim that are working today and we're not talking about Yom Kippur or anything just a normal day you have to bring the Tamid which is a Korban Sibor Korban of the sixth time and there are Tamid Kohanim and Tahar in today's shift, today's base off, today's shift, please, Poet, Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman would say, okay, so what? Look, you bring your tonic, yeah, go ahead, have the Tameim do it. Well, I could just ask the Kawe and his Tower to do it. You don't have to. It's a Korban Tameim, it's a Korban Seabor. That's a real radical position. Mom, it's the other option is staring you right in the face and you don't even pre- give a preference to it. The Kol Tumas Mace, the Seabor Rahmanasharya, it is completely permissible. There's not even a problem to at all. And that is an extreme formulation of Rav Nachman as opposed to another variation of him, which would be no, if it's trivial, you go for that. But here, the extreme is even if it's trivial, there's no need to opt for Tahor over Tame. Yes, so. Okay, fine. So, Amar Osheshes, Mina Minolah. So, says Osheshes, where do I get my position from that we say Dechuya and not Hutra? The Tahani, we turn in the Brisa. Haya Omeru Makri, Minchas Omer. A coin was standing and bringing the Omer, Korban, which is a Mincha, right? It's a flour and, uh, you know, oil sacrifice, whatever, and he would go ahead and, what a flour sacrifice, and he would go ahead and he would bring it and put a comet, the hand breath, up on the altar. Um, and as he's bringing, and as he's holding onto the skorban, to this mincha, it becomes tame. Who knows? A sheret jumps into it. Okay? Omer, Omer, um, So he's there. He's like up at the top of the base of Mikdash. It's funny to phrase Omer. Um, so there's an interesting gear on the side I'll read in a minute. But the way we have it, imagine he's up there by the altar. He says, Hey, I need a new, uh, Omer. Now that's uh, Omer with an I in. I need a new Omer or whatever. Anyway, so that he, he, then they go ahead and they take care of it and they bring it. So he doesn't have to, I guess, leave his post. Wait, wait, the Omer is bring me another one? What? So yeah, he says, Get me another one. And they bring him another one. I so thought they only cut enough just. The Apparently not. Apparently they had leftover flour. If this is the only available Omer to bring, this is the only flour they have to bring, and whatever, there's no, it's not reasonable an option to get another one. They say to him, just, just, just do us a favor. Just, just keep it quiet. Keep it to yourself. Okay, so, so that's very interesting. Well, I mean, if, he, if he's allowed to bring it, then why does he have to be quiet about it? If he's not allowed, how is he allowed to be quiet about it? So anyway, but what you do see is, is that here's a case of a Korban Sibor, the Omer. It's Kavuazman. It has to be brought today. And it became Tameh. And you would prefer to get a Torah one, not a Tameh one. So what's the answer? Ketani Mihas, we taught nonetheless, you know, the word Mihas is interesting because Mihas signals the fact that we know that there's like something a little bit, you know, weird about this. Like the fact that it's Omin Lo Kutok. But anyway, but the point we want to focus on is that that you, you, you prefer that it become ta- to get a Tar one. And you, you chase after a Tar one. So Ketani Mihas, Omer Mivina Ches Amr of Nachman, Modinus of Nachman says, I would admit, only allows you to bring the korban, to bring the korban to it. it. Does not allow you to eat it, with the one exception of anybody. 
What's the one korban that you can even eat betuma? Korban Pesach, as we learned when we were dealing Pesachim, because the point of bringing the Korban Pesach is not, is not the Hakrava, but it's the Achila. But every other Korban, you bring it Petumah, you don't eat it Petumah. So he says, so therefore, if we're talking about that we have an option of bringing a, a Korban, it's a Korban that would be eaten, part of it would be eaten, there, I would say from the Hakrava perspective, no need to prefer a Tahor over a Tameh. But, we are going to, in practice, prefer Tahor over Tameh, because we want it to be eaten. Not we want it to be you to be yotze the hakrava for korban, but we want it to be eaten and not throw out the rest. And therefore, we're going to prefer a tahor. So hochadika shivah because the, 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 what's left over after the komets, what you burn on the mizbeach is the hand breath. From the hand, from that perspective of the burning of the hand breath, you might as well do it. It's tummy, No need to get a tahor one from the perspective <coughs> of the komets, but from the perspective of the shivayim, what's left over there, we want to make sure that it's a tahor, and that's the only reason we are looking for a tahor one um, rather than a tummy. By the way, remember this is the korban that is tummy, not the kohen, but it's the same sort of same difference. I mean, at least for now, it's the same difference. I'll get back in a minute to discuss a way in which it does matter. Yes, so. Right. So, it's a good point. Um, we should mention that there's the reason about being coming to base of Mikdash has nothing to do with bringing the Korban. There's a sense about, you know, entering into God's zone, to Machana Shechina, Bituma. Right, so that's a good question. Hey, how could there be to- com- to- the Kohanim Tmeim bringing the Korban, what are they doing what are they doing on um, you know, in, Ma- in, the, in the Azara um, could they be yeah, but when you say Hutra but they Hutra only for, I wasn't thinking about that, meaning it's not just the Hetra Hakrava, it's the Hetra to be in the Azara, so what does it mean that they're there in the Azara You'd only, they'd only be allowed to be go in, even from the Hutra perspective, they'd only be allowed to go in <coughs> when they're bringing the Korban, um, you know, when they're bringing the Tamid, which, so, it's an interesting question. Yeah. Uh, uh, the Tumah is only permitted if most of the Korban is the population, whatever that population group is. Is Tame? No, he doesn't seem to be saying that. He says that you have Tame and Tahor, and it's the Korban, but there's no need to prefer one over the other. Um, but I, I, but it is a good question, because that's one thing if they're all standing around, but how are they even standing around? How did the Tamei get a Zarabayas? I'm trying to think, is there any Tum'ah in the Azara? Maybe, look, you could imagine that they would do the Shrita, that would, they could be, no, you'd have to be, the Korban doesn't have, no, no. So you could do that, that you're in the middle, you could say that you're in the middle of bringing the Tamid and something, right, I was thinking that that would be the scenario, you're in the middle of bringing the Tamid and somebody becomes Tame and you don't say, hey buddy, stand down, let your friend take over, what? Right. Are there? No, I know, but let's say they all start as Tahor and they're in the middle of doing the Tahmid and one becomes Tameh, you don't say stand down, culture, you wait for him to finish and then he leaves. I don't know. It's a very good question. I have to think about that. That's how do you, meaning, you know, if we're talking about you, you, you have no choice uh, and you have to bring the Korban so Tameh and come in, fine. But if the scenario where you had a choice, 
what let them, you know, walk on the ground? They, when they, when they, in the act of walking on the ground, they weren't yet bringing the tummy, you know. So you have to you have to construct the scenario. I have to I have to see if there's a discussion about it. I have to construct the scenario. Yeah, though. So we glossed over this humorously, but what do you mean as a begachushto? We'll get to it. I, I haven't forgotten about it. Yes, Charlie, and then but, go ahead, Charlie. But I'm not saying you screw up the shkita. That creates the novella. You have to get rid of the novella animals. That's going to get people. To that's true. That's true. That would be a scenario where you would have, where would it happen? Sort of all of a sudden. Yes. I want to know other examples where you have to confess something. Oh, okay. Just keep on going. Just keep on going. Good. All right. So we'll get. We'll get. Right. Right. So we'll get to that in a minute. I want to just point out. So we are getting to that. I want to point out, by the way, the marginal gear. So I have forgotten. I just will get to it. Okay. It's coming up. I want to point out the marginal girsa, by the way, the girsa in the margin, that's just a slightly different version, rather than Omer, like he, like he calls out for a korban. The side speaks again, in yeshamacheret omrim lo havei. So it actually is a more nice parallel point, which is the, every, the people around him check it out. And if they know that they have an extra one, they say, here, here's a substitute. And if they know they don't have an extra one, they say, just keep on going. Just keep it quiet, keep on going. So it's not that he calls out, but it's all about what they're saying to him. Okay, so we'll get back to this question about just be, keep it quiet. So let's take a look at one more parallel case. Mesve, again says Rosh Hashanah, I'll ask you an indication that we say The garden is bringing the mincha, the minchas nesachim, the flour, oil, and wine that comes with, uh, with certain korbanot, with olot, and shlamim, and he is bringing it for cows, rams, and sheep. Now what type of korban we'll see in a minute. But let's assume now it's a Corbin seaboard. The Nitzme, the Nitzme and the Minchas Nesachim becomes tummy in his hand. Now, the reason this is going to be a better question is you do not do a Komitz for this Mincha. Everything gets burnt on the Mizeach for the Mincha that comes with the, with the Korbanot. Okay, the Minchas Nesachim. Omim, Omer, Umivina Chersakteha. He lets people know and, he'll, and he brings a substitute. We're better bring a substitute than something that's Tamei. If there's no flour, imagine there's no other flour, oil, and, and wine to be found on the base of the touch. But okay, if there's some scenario that they cannot substitute it, you say to him, just keep it to yourself, keep on going. So the Gemara says, so again you see that he is, um, that, he, that there's a preference for, uh, for it to be Batara. Even though presumably this is something that is, um, that is uh, all burnt. There's no issue of eating it. So, so my, so the Gemara says, my law, parim ve'elim kvotim techag, wouldn't a good example, for example, be like a korban musaf on sukkah. That has everything. That is one scenario that has everything. It has cows, it has rams, it has sheep. That's like the type of scenario we're talking about. And it's a korban seaboard. Amalachar Rav Nachman, Rav Nachman will say back to you, lo, no, we're not talking about a korban seaboard. Parim, the case of cows, or bulls, I should say, or I know, cows, um, is para uh, avodazara um, is a uh, is a the, the bull that's bought for avodazara, um, which is when there's a when the klal yisrael sins with the sin of avodazara, there's a special korban that's brought that's a cow, okay, the, a bull, I should think cow, a bull that is an ola. Afagav de sibarhu, although it's a korban sibor because it's for when the entire klal yisrael sins. Cave the local is man. It doesn't have a fixed time. Mahadrina, we try to get its patara. Now, this is the important point I pointed out yesterday, and I'll and I'll be repeating right now, which is that we often talk about a korban sibor is dochas but it's really not about a korban sibor. It's really about fixed 
time korban. It has to be done now. You could have a korban seaboard that is not dochas atuma. This is a great example. The seaboard brings this bull for having done the sin of avodah zarah. It is a korban for the entire seaboard, but it could be brought at any time. It does not override tuma. Here's an, an example of a korban yachid that is kavuolozman, korban pesach. Although everybody is bringing it, everybody is bringing it as individuals, and therefore, even if you do call it a korban yachid and not a korban sibor, or there's a better example because the merchant pesach is like a korban sibor because it comes on mass. Here's a better example: Aaron's korban on Yom Kippur. Aaron, the coin gobbles korban. It's a personal korban. It's not done for the sake of the sibor. It maybe even comes from his own fund. Right? We had, you know, I'll call that discussion in Shkalim. But, nevertheless, it has to be done today. That does override Tuma. Okay, so the key for overriding Tuma and overriding Shabbat is not as much Tzibor as it is fixed time. So his answer is, we, wait just one minute, we are not talking about a Korban Tzibor, or, or not talking about something that overrides Tuma, that you say Hutra. We're talking about this thing that is, yes, a Korban Tzibor, but it doesn't have a fixed time. That would be the par case. Let's read the whole thing and then there's more to explain. Um, Aelin, the ram, the Aelu shall Aaron, there you go, Aaron's ram on Yom Kippur, that is, that is the flip, that's a Korban Yochid that has a fixed time. The Avagab, the Kvilezman, although it has a fixed time, Kivan the Yochidu, since it's a Korban Yochid, Madrinan, it's not a Korban Sibur, so we, in that case it doesn't have as much of an override, we'd rather you get something Tahor. We don't have, we're not going to insist on Kvasim, but not going to insist on it. I'll get back to that in a minute. Kvasim, in the case of the sheep, the Kevas Abayim Omer. we're not talking, we're talking about, about the, not so much, not, not about the Minchas Nesachim, we're talking about the, the ram, the, the sheep, and the Omer that comes together on the second day of Pesach. When you bring the Omer, you bring a korban of sheep together with it. So we're not talking about a minchas nesachim. We're really go back to talking about the omer like we were talking about before, which is a stretch because a minute ago we were talking explicitly about the omer. The ikashirayim lachila, and there the reason we want to prefer it is because so you can eat the remnant. So basically, so there's a lot to explain here. Basically, what the answer is here, he says, look, you see that you prefer to do it betahara, and the answer is no. The only reason you prefer to do it betahara is secondary issues. What are the secondary issues? Number one is, well, we'll work re- reverse. What we said before, a scenario where you want to eat the remnant, like it's the Omer. That's why we prefer to do it with Hara. Or, in the other two cases, those are cases which, yes, it's Tumachutra B'tzibur, but it's not an ideal case. It's either a Yachid, which overrides because it's a fixed time, or it's Sibur, which isn't a fixed time. It has one of the normal two components, and therefore, since it's not the strongest case, we don't give it, give it a total license. We don't say hutra, or we don't give it the hutra with the, the, that degree of a license. We want to prefer you to use tahorim. Now, okay, conceptually that all makes sense. There's only a problem, which is, is that if, I, if you, say, you, you should come back to me and say, Rabbi, listen, I understand the case with, court, with Aaron's korban. It's a fixed time. It has to be done. It overrides Tumah. So you want to say it's on a slightly lower level because it's a Korban Yochid, not a Korban Tzibor. So it doesn't have as much of an override. Well, prefer Dara. That I get. Okay, we actually, I mentioned that yesterday. It could be override. It could be Hutra B'Tzibor for the fixed time. But if it's Hutra because it's fixed time. But if it's not B'Tzibor, if it's not a Korban Tzibor, not a complete Hesse. But how about the Ram for Avodah Zara? That doesn't have to be done today. So, why are you doing it at all? Right? That why, why should that at all be allowed to be done to Tummah? I just got through telling you, the whole idea that it overrides Tummah is because it has to be done today. And it's not fundamentally about it being a Korban Sibor. 
So why does the ca- ram, uh, not ram, why does the ox for a vodazara, why does that, isn't that allowed to be done the tumma, right? Well, so, I don't want, uh, one minute. So, I don't, want, I don't want to speculate that I'm not clear. Is that clear what the question is, right? If you accept what I said, that it's not about Sibor, it's about fixed time, what is this first answer? Now, the first answer explains why we prefer the Tahor. But this gets now back to Dove, your question, and Rifka, your question. Why, if we can't get a target, we say, just keep it to yourself. At the end of the day, it is not a fixed time korban. You should not be allowed to bring it to Tumah. Right? Good question. So let's take a look at Tosos. Okay? Tosos says like this. Parin par davodazar. Pirits to olahu. Vitam minchas and sachem. Avagav ditsiberhu. Madrina. The had omer. Heavy. Omer lo. Heavy pikehu shtok. Umevi otabitumah. Labishum ditumah dechuyi bitsibor. Dalo dachi shabbos. Kibbutz lo kvileizman. So he says, when we tell him, if we can't find a substitute, oh, just keep it to yourself, it's not because fundamentally the, uh, a, a non-fixed time Corbin Seabor overrides Tuma. No. If it's not a fixed time, it does not override Tuma. It doesn't override Shabbos. It doesn't override Tuma. It doesn't have a fixed time. So we know it doesn't override Shabbos. For Tuma, nami lo dachi. Kedamar lo kaman. That is the key line. It's not about it being a Corbin Seabor. It's about it being a fixed time. So how do we say, just keep it to yourself in this case? Okay, so Michael, I'm sorry to take away your thunder, but the reason that we have it, the Tumah is a different principle. That there's an idea that the sits that the Kohen Gadol war wears, the Torah says, is Meratzeh is, is, is for the Korbanot that are brought to Tumah. Okay, and that's the answer. So that is how that functions. But so this goes on to say that only works when the korban is tame. It doesn't work when the person is tame. Okay, so here then is the way that Tosos understand that, that this scenario works. You become tame. Okay, if you, the person, the kohen is tame, then the only way you can be involved in bringing the korban is if it is a fixed time korban. <laughs> then you need the overriding that it is done. It has to be done today. Same way it overrides Shabbat, it overrides Tumah. That's when you, the person, is Tameh, who's being involved in bringing the Korban. So However, another, well, whether you try to get another one as a beta of Nachman, no, it doesn't have to be a Korban Sibor, like the Evo Shoaron, which isn't a Korban Sibor. The key principle is fixed time. That's sufficient to override Shabbat, override Tumah. Then it allows even when the person is Tameh. When the Korban is Tameh, we will find out that there always be the Eved that will be good because of the Tzit. And therefore, that allow even though forget tumachet rebesiber, forget a korban siber. It's not a korban siber. Even if it was a korban yachid and was brought, and the korban was tamei, but not the people, in that case, the evidence would be good because of the tzitz. Okay, and that's what this gets to the answer. Keep it to yourself, which means we're not going to announce, you know, make it make it obvious. We're bringing it to tumah because really you're not supposed to bring it to tumah, especially this one that's not a fixed time korban <coughs> but when you do bring it the it will be fine because we have the function of the tith and most the remainder of today is a lot going to be looking at the tith so just to, just, just to sort of clarify what we've got okay you have a fixed time korban right you have fixed time okay and that you could have one that's seaboard that's for example like Hamid Musaf you know all those other things Yom Kippur for the people and then you could have a fixed time which is a Yachid which is the Kohen, the Kohen Gadol, you know, one of Yom Kippur, <coughs> right? His ram, 
and you have a thing Pesach. of uh, Pesach, which is somewhat in between, because Pesach is like a pseudo seaboard because it's uh, so that's somewhere in the space in between. Because that's done and that. Oh, that's an interesting, a good example, a good example. The Yatimid Haifa of the Kohen Gadol. Okay, so two cases of the Kohen Gadol, which is a private one. Okay, because it's fixed time, the halacha is that it overrides. <laughs> and it overrides Tumah. That is the key. It has to be done today. Now, because this has the weakness of Yachid, the Gemara is saying that even according to Rav Nachman, that says Chutra, and you don't want, and you don't necessarily prefer, in a normal case, you wouldn't even have to give any preference to a Tavor, because of the weakness of Yachid, although we say Chutra here, according to Rav Nachman, here we say, in the case of the Yachid, we say, try to be Tavor. Okay? That's what we said. Okay? So that's basically the sixth time override Tuma, override Shabbos. According to Rav Nachman, it's Hutra. You can even have a Tomei person in the extreme formulation. But if it has the weakness of the Yachid, then we say, okay, there at least we'll try to be Tahor. That's why we were trying to be Tahor in that case, in that other case. Then you have non fixed time, right? And you can have non fixed time, which is most Kopadon. You can have Sibor, which would be like the power of Rodazara and the Yaki, which is pretty much everything, okay? And that doesn't override, that that's, does not override and anything, okay? But, so how then, when we talk about power of a Vodazarka, the game Tameh, we say, just keep it to yourself? Because in this case, if the Korban is Tameh, okay? If the, if the Kohen is Tameh, no override invalid. Usually we were using override in the case of Duhuya, but here you're talking about... Okay, right, override or make permit. change the use of... All right, all right, all right, I wasn't being specific. Okay, All right, all right. Okay. Anyway, if the Korban is Tameh, then we say there's a process of re Okay? So, this is basically... I'm not sure if I could have made that chart in a different way. That would have been clearer. But my point is that the idea of Tuma, Hutra, or Duhuya, the Tzibor, is about fixed time Korbanot. Okay, and if it happens to be a yachid, maybe we won't go as extreme and totally say ignore tumah. If it's non-fixed time, this concept does not apply. And if a person is tamei, you know, it's it's a it's no good. But if the korban is tamei, like the gemara's case of the paravodazara, then you can say, all right, all right, keep it to yourself. In the end, it'll all be okay anyway. All right. Now the funny thing is, and Rivka, this uh, again goes to your question of keep it to yourself. Is that normally when we say that the tzitz is miratza, it's once the evidence is brought. And here you're keeping to yourself and going ahead and bringing it even lechatchila. Okay, and that might be because you already brought the korban itself, so and we want to finish it up. You know, but that's an interesting quality to it. Right, right. But it, but it, it is interesting in, ter- in terms of that. Yes. Right, right. So that could be right. How do you define sort of bidiyevet? Bidiyevet literally means after the fact, but there's a principle of like the whole circumstances of bidiyevet, non-ideal. Yes. I'll eat something. I can. <laughs> Your kipper is going <laughs> to Right. Right. I mean, you know, there's a little bit of difference because we're not talking about when we say retweet sits, the retweet sits is not saying it atones for the sin. It, it retweet sits means it validates the korban. So that's the concern of the base of Mikdash is whether the evidence will be valid or not so there we say go ahead and bring the evidence will be valid now the question is yes but am I, am I allowed to do that 
So that, you know, and then it raises questions about how much do you think in personal individual terms in the base of Mikdash or more in terms of the entire service. Like, that's good for what? Yes, but if it's not a fixed time, then there's no Hutra, no Duchuya. What's allowing the Kohen to do it? You know, then it sort of raises, would we ever say that by a personal Korban? The general answer would be no. But, you know, we sort of like, at a communal level, we need this to get done. How do we focus on the individual Kohen that might be doing a violation, you know, sort of versus those like communal, con, you know, based on Mikdash concerns? That seems to be part of the issue. Because, again, if you were talking about an individual's Korban, why didn't the Gemara just say, no, we're talking about a Korban of a Yachid? I happen to be bringing my rant, my cow korban, and the, and the thing became tummy. So go ahead and bring it anyway because we three fits. No, partly it's the communal nature which lets us say just keep on going. So I, I yeah, but it's yeah, not but about the thing. Yeah. I was wondering, you know, but this, this the question of Kosovo, the way I was thinking about this, and something you think about it is like something like a Bodhisattva. If you're not going to read it, I understand bring another day, but you really don't want to say that. I mean, it's, here you're doing a whole bunch of korbanot. It's almost like Tobol Vesherkia, though. You've committed a vote of Zara, practically. You know what I mean? Yeah, I understand. So that's, like, you know... Okay, so, that, so that could be the explanation of why you say shtok. Okay, that could be the explanation of why you say shtok, but it would not be mm-hmm. work if the evidence wouldn't be good. That's the assumption. You wouldn't go ahead and do it if the evidence was no good. Robert, yes. just the last thing. The structure, the entire structure here, though, what happened to the Huya position? I know, we're focusing because we're focusing on Rav Nachman. We want to see if it can we just all of this evidence work with Rav Nachman. Right, the easier right. read of all of the brightest is is that it's all a fixed time Corbin Seabor and never go, and therefore if you don't have a choice go ahead and do it. Don't make an announcement about it necessarily, but go ahead and do it. And if you but if you do have a choice, we prefer you to do a katara. The simple sense of all this is Rav Shesha. Right. We're trying to make it work with Rav Nachman. Right. So the right. So the entire structure of the sugi at this point is an exploration and clarification of one side of the Exactly, body. exactly. Okay, now let's keep on going. May say, Blood became Tamei, and it was thrown, and, and you, they, they still threw it on the altar. So again, it's the thing becoming Tamei, not the person. Keep that in mind, because that's then relevant to sits to the Evet. If it was Bishoge, if it was unintentional, question what was unintentional, the tumor or the throwing? That's debated in the in a Gemara. But if it was unintentional, it's valid. The mazid, if it's intentional, low hurtza, it's not valid. Now, the simple sense of low hurtza means the korban is invalid. We are going to see in a second that that is not the halacha, that because of the idea of the tzitz, even if it was b'mezid, and if, if the thing was tamay, the object was tamay, even if it was brought up b'mezid, b'dyeved, the korban will be good because of the tzitz. So the idea of b'mezid lo hortz is explained in a different gemara. The simple sense is the korban is no good, but a different gemara explains it to mean that you're not allowed to eat the meat of the korban. That at least we find the owners, the bailim or the kohanim, and say, you know, yes, the korban you were yotze, but don't benefit from the korban if it was if it was tuman and you're only getting it through because of the because of the tits and you were mazed. Okay, but that's the issue. So the question still is, again, if we're dealing with if this were a korban tibor, why should there be any difference about shogeg and mazed in any of this? If tuma's hutra then everything should be okay l'chatchila. <coughs> so as much as that's an easy answer. Kitan yahid yachid. That's a private korban. It has nothing to do with tumahutra or b'tzibor. Why did the evidence good if it's b'shogeh? Because of the tzitz. Okay. <coughs> Tashma coming here. 
the the uh, the, uh, the the no no it's like a a, a a strip of gold a, like a forehead plate that the coin golder would wear it would say Kodesh Lashem on it uh, it would be like a it would be go on his forehead it would be like a like a you know like a one inch or two inch strip of gold what no tiara tiara is a crown like has something going up this is like it's like a sweatband it's like you know, that's what it looks like you look like a sweatband and they had a string in the back okay what. Like the sushi guy. Okay. Tashma, coming here. Amasitz Miratza. Now we get to the idea of Tzitz. And again, Tzitz is only by the, by the, when the, when the objects become Tamei, not when the people. Amasitz Miratza, what does it work for? Adam, and here it spells it out. Where it's the blood, Salabasa, the meat, the chelev, the anything that would go on the Mizeach, the fast, the meat, if it were, an Ola. Shanisma became Tamei, Bain Bishogi, Bain Benazid. Here notice it says Shogi or Mazid. Bain Bonus, Bain Baratza, willingly, unwillingly. Bain Biyachi, Bain Mitzibah, whether personal or communal korban. All of this, the tzitz works to make it valid. So again, the statement before of invalid Bamezid is understood to mean that you don't eat the meat. But in terms of the korban, the tzitz works to make it valid as long as we're talking about the objects that are being brought up, the things, and we're not talking about the people, the tzitz works. Now, the only problem is, why did it have to say that the tzitz works for the tzibor? Okay, the tzibor anyway has a free, has, has a, has a free path because of, uh, because of Tumah Hutzah B'tzibor. Oh, we're just seeing one, seeing the other. The Esau, that's basically what we have to say. The Esau, that's if Tumah fundamentally doesn't apply at all B'tzibor, nothing problematic happened. Nothing happened. Keep on moving. Nothing at all happened here. If it's a Tzibor Korban, there's not even a problem. If that's your approach, who needs the Tzitz to help us out? Absolutely nothing problematic happened. So I'm going to look at Rav Nachman. Rav Nachman would say back to you, Kik Tani HaTzitz Meratza Abi Yochid. Fine. It throws in Tzibor to say that a Korban Tzibor will always be okay B'tumah. But in the need of the Tzitz, that wasn't for the Tzibor case. The, the sits was for the Yachid case. And yes, once it's talking about things that are bedieved good, the Tumah threw in Korban Sibur. But the Sibur didn't really need the sits. The Ebay Sema, if you want, I could tell you, a filu tamer, but Sibur, even by its Sibur, the Hanach, the Lokfil was man. Right, that's what I thought you were going to say. Oh, what a minute! Ah! Not every Korban Sibur overrides. See, we have. Right? The non-fixed time Corbin Zebra, the power of Avodazara. We could probably, we could probably figure out, figure out one or two more. So you have a Corbin Zebra without fixed time. So that, it does not have the idea of Tomohutra Bitsibor. The key about Hutra or Dechuya is fixed time. So there can be a Corbin Zebra you need to sit for. When it is a non-fixed time Corbin Zebra, then you do not have the Hutra Dechuya concept. That's when you need to sit. And again, that works for when the, Things, the blood, the meat, etc., is Tamei, does not work for when the people are Tamei. And that's the next line here, but there was a question. Yes. When you have a Tashma, it's not followed by the Tavio or something like that. What am I looking? You were looking yeah, at. Yeah, it is a bright guy. So you're always looking at a bright or a Mishnah, even without. Yeah, the, yeah, I, I, yeah. Tashma always introduces the Tanaitic. Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. What were the mechanics? Does the coin cutter patrol the grounds always wearing the tits and whatever happened? Uh, we're going to get to that. Like, what if he's not wearing the tits? That's coming and right up. Or he's not around, yeah. Yeah, right, it's coming right up. Okay? Let's take a look. Okay, now, take, let's take a look. Mace, I'll ask you on this. The Nasa Aronis Avon HaKadashim. Okay, this is what it says by wearing the tits. It says he will wear, it will be constantly on his forehead. He will carry, make forgiven for the sin of the, of the, of the, of the sanctified things. 
now again by the way about the idea that it's about things and not people right it's about avon hakadashim the things that are sanctified it's not about the people doing the avoda it's about the things that are sanctified I also what I should point out I mean I pointed it out before but I, but I love this idea so which is um, I mean I, I told you I'm reading I, I recently read this book that talks about the metaphors that are used for sin and that you know in the, in the Gemara the metaphor for sin very much has to do with debt and with God coming to collect the debt. That's why we talk about forgiving sin as mechila, because you're mochel a debt, you waive, you know, the debt, and so on. But in the Torah, the metaphor for sin, the implicit metaphor, is a burden, okay? And therefore, you can talk about, you know, when you actually, um, when, he, when you actually are guilty and bear your sin, right? Yeah, it talks yeah, about, it's asata vono, because you are carrying the burden of your sin but the same verb can be used to have your sin forgiven forgiven because God is no seavon God lifts your sin off from you so he lifts off the burden of the sin and therefore makes and therefore makes it forgiven and makes it acceptable well that's true the fused phrase here is sin of the note, and it's really that is true the, well, it's a strange it yes there is a sin of bringing the tumna but again the focus of the Vesemikdash is more about the, the you know the problematic of, of the presence of tumma. so it is interesting right so that yeah that's a larger conversation about how those how those also those metaphors or those ideas well, get juxtaposed what does S-I-N mean in English in other words we might be translating something that does not reflect the metaphorical image that could be that could be okay. So let's anyway go on. So this is No, no, no. It's a good no. It's a good point. Why? Why this pasuk uses avon? Because normally it's the opposite. Tuma is the more general term, and that's obviously even more appropriate here. So what uses avon is a good question. What sin is it forgiving for? What tuma? Im avon pigul But you see, here is exactly Rivka because in the part for the partial answer is that in the psukim it's not clear that the tzitz is limited to tumah. The tzitz in the psukim it could be that the tzitz makes all bad korban not acceptable, and there's more than one reason a korban could be bad. So you know, so it's only chazal that limit or interpret as we're about to see the function of the tzitz to the tumah problem. In the psukim, it could be saying the wearing of the tits makes all bad korbanot acceptable. But that's what the Gemara is now going to ask and it's going to limit it to tumah. Which sin, which bad type of korban does it make forgiven? Okay. If it is a korban that is pigul, which is brought with the intent to eat it at the wrong time. Um, it says it shall not be made permissible. So there's no ritual possible with pigul. Pigul will never be permissible. The im avon notar, if it's the sin of, leave, of li- leaving over, harek for nemar, lo yechashem, shall not be considered for him. That's actually <coughs> the same partial people. Now there's a problem with nosar. Because nosar happens, when does nosar happen? Later. Later. After <laughs> the korban was already good. So there's no need to make the korban acceptable if there's a nosar problem. So there's a long Rashi Tosos, but based on other Gemara's, but the basic idea is that one of these terms, either pigul or nosar, refers to the other type of thing that's, that's like pigul, that is there's part of this pasuk of lo yeratzen lo yechasheh, which is, pigul is an intention of the wrong time, eat it at the wrong time, or bring it at the wrong time, and there's another thing of chutzlin komo, an intention to eat it in the wrong place. 
So Kegel and Nosa here combined, yeah, which is which is a whole discussion of Rashi, so it doesn't really matter for us. They refer, refer to the two ways of invalidating with the thought of wrong time and wrong place. And by them, the Pesach says, lo lo which means no, it will never be acceptable. So the Gemara understands that means that the sits cannot work for it. Ha'ena nosa, see, I bet you were concerned by the way we finished the daf today. I knew how big of a social we had. Ha'ena nosa, ela avon tuma, the only thing left of a type of invalidity for it to make acceptable is the invalidity of tum'ah. Now, now, it, now it could have stopped there, you know, just like, okay, process of elimination. But the Brighter goes on to explain why it actually makes sense that of all things, tum'ah should be the one that the tzitz can work for. Shehutra michlala b'tzibor. Because we know that tum'ah has other times where it's, it, it sort of wipes away. What's times when tum'ah is not a problem? So if we have an idea that sits makes things acceptable for certain problems, so in certain A's we know certain problems are intractable and the sits can't work for. B, we have a whole big category called tumma, which we know sometimes does get sort of pushed aside. So it makes sense that if the sits is going to work for something, it'll work for tumma. And that's how we settle on the idea that the sits works to make things that are tamay acceptable. Again, when the things are tamay, not the people. Now, why is this a problem? The only reason this is a challenge to is because it used the word hutra. And the Gemara understands that since the debate of Rav Nachman and Rav Sheshach was that technical use of the terms is also would be, would be present in this Brite as well. So if the Brite says Hutra, it says, oh look, that's the support of Rav Nachman. It used the term Hutra. So isn't this a support of Rav Nachman? So again, not because of how the tits is functioning. Not, no halacha here challenges Rav Sheshach. The only thing that challenges Rashaikis is we described that the that the leniency of Tumma is because of Chutra. We use the word Chutra. That's a challenge for Rashaikis. So Mars says Tanayi, it's a debate of Tanayan. Well, you're right, this Tana assumes Chutra. Rashaikis, believe me, I've got Tanas that say Duchuya, not Chutra. First of all, everything we quoted on the Amr Aleph, which really in a simple sense supports Rashaikis, and now he's going to quote other things. Tanayi, the Tana, the Sits, ben she yeshno al mitzvah, ben she eno al mitzvah, like Jonathan, this is what you were saying, whether it's on the forehead or not on the forehead, miratza. It doesn't matter if he's wearing it. Give it Rebbe Shimon. That's what Rebbe Shimon says. Rebbe Yehud Omer, Rebbe says, no. Odeu al mitzvah miratza. While it's on his forehead, it makes the korban not acceptable. So you, if the korban was brought, right, right. If the korban was brought and it was the blood was tabay, you'd have to say, hey, Hey, Charlie, can you find out if the coin Gadol was wearing his sits right at, you know, 12.06 p.m.? We got a problem here. So anyway, <laughs> and you have to go ahead and check. Hey, was he wearing it at that moment when the Dom was put on the Mizbeach when it was Tamei? Was he wearing it at that moment? Okay? Um, so, Odeo al Mitzchomirase, for that moment, ain't Odeo al Mitzchomirase, but wasn't on his forehead at that moment, ain't Omirase. It does not. I'm a little bit, so now so far that has nothing to do with it. Normally he wanted to sit every day. Yeah, but let's say he wasn't, let's say he was right. on his lunch break. Right, right, let's right, say he right, didn't come right. out, come today to the base of Mikdash. Okay? Yeah. So, so far that has nothing to do with Hutra Dechuya, but we'll see how the conversation continues. I'm a little bit of Shimon, said, who says he doesn't have to be wearing it, I've got a day that I know the Kohen Gadol is not wearing the tzitz. What's that day? Yom Kippur. Because I'm Yom Kippur. Okay, but there's times he's not wearing it. Right? Let's say the Korban becomes a Tamei at that time. 
so the Kohen Gadol is not wearing the tzit at certain times, right? When he is doing the avoda in the inside, in the um, in the um, um, in the in the heichal, right? Not the avoda out in the outer mizbeach, but all the stuff he does on the inside, he's only wearing the white garments, not the tzit. And what if the korban became tamed? We know it would still be good. So you see that the so well we we have that acceptable, and that's what Masechet Yom is about. So you see that the tzit still functions even when he's not wearing it. Wait, let's just finish. It's not on his forehead then. We know that Bidiyevit, if things became Tomei at that time, Bidiyevit, it would still be good. The Korban that, that he is doing in the, in, you know, in the inner sanctum there, if it became Tomei, Bidiyevit would be good. You know, he's not wearing the tzitzit. So no, no one else is doing anything. Exactly. I'm a law, Reb Yehuda. Reb Yehuda says, One minute. Fine. That has nothing to do with the tzitzit. It's a going go the Lenyam Kipper. It's hooked up at Tzibor. Now again, we said technically it's not necessarily Tzibor. It could be his personal korban. But again, it means a korban that has a fixed time. Says, who, who needs to talk about fits there? It's a fixed time korban. It's his korban. It's yours to Tzibor's korban. Of course, Tumor will be the Evid. At least be the Evid be okay. Or even Lechachilo, hooked up at Tzibor. So you can't prove me that it's about the functioning of the tzit. It's about the fact that it's a Kohen Gadol's Korban on Yom Kippur. So the Gemara says, Michlau. So if that's what, how, how um, Rabbi Yehuda answers Brack, that's an excellent point. What the heck was Rabbi Shimon thinking? How does Rabbi Shimon think that their tzitz has any role in a Kohen Gadol's Korban on Yom Kippur? So if the tzitz needs to be doing something, if it was Hutzpah, it wouldn't need to be doing anything. But if it, but if it's only Dechuya, then maybe the tzitz can come and also do a function. Now, exactly how those two work together is not clear. Because at the end of the day, until this moment, we basically said that if Dechuya only means if you've got another choice, go for it. You don't have another choice here. you got the coin Gadol, you got the one Korban, you don't have another choice. So, he, you know, Rav Sheshis says to Chuyah, would say, go ahead and do it. You don't have another choice. Tumat to Chuyah, but go ahead and do it. And that means that it's good. It's a good korban. So exactly what the tzitz does in addition is not clear. Who, you know, even with the Chuyah, who needs the tzitz? Okay, so Tosos, that's why some of these big Tosos are sort of trying to figure that out. But at least at some conceptual <laughs> level, basically, yes, you're allowed to do it. Yes, you're Yotze, but it's sort of a bidiyavid Yotze. So the tzitz it doesn't hurt to have the tzitz if your concept is a is a dechuya concept. Okay, so basically, what do we have at this stage? Let me just refresh us. On the Amud Aleph, we quoted a list of rightos that basically say that, in the simple sense, you're bringing a korban sibor and it became tamei. Better to get a tahor one, um, and if not, then bidiyevit is okay. That seems to be a perfect description of dechuya b'tzibor. Bidiyevit will be okay, but better to get a tahor one. The basic answer, if you say chutra, was to say those, in one way or another, weren't really korban seabors, okay? And therefore, or special cases, either you wanted to eat the shirayim, or it was only an individual, even at a time, or maybe it wasn't even something that would override to him at all. It was uh, this ram, this uh, bull of a vodazara. But the diabet, all those things will be okay because of the tzitz. Okay, that's how it got out of that. It was not about it being a seabor. Now we turn to the issue of the of the of, of the tits, and we say we have Brita that in describing the tits and describing why the tits functions the tumma points out that the weakness of tumma is hutra. Okay, and that seems the use of the term hutra is a, is a is a proof on that side. The response back is it's actually a debate. And according to this whole discussion, would you have needed the tzitz to help you out if the korban became tummy with the kohen gadol and yom kippur? 
is this question of chutra or duchulia. Okay, that if you say the tzitz has no function there, you hold chutra, and if you say that the tzitz does have a function there, it's because in principle you hold duchulia, and therefore even though the other would be okay, it's always good to have the tzitz to help out as well, because duchulia acknowledges that there was something problematic going on here. Okay, uh, question, Seth, you have your hand up? Yeah. yeah. Is it six? Um, no, I can't. <laughs> Actually, I know, but I'm not allowed to tell you. So. <laughs> I, you know, it's much better when you go to, to the Gemara, because the Gemara just worries about, like, the mechanics. How long does it work in this case, work in that case, whatever. But, you know, obviously, yes, the Torah speaks in much more metaphysical terms. Like, somehow, the fact that he has Kodesh Lashem... You know, you know, somehow does something to the fact that there were these kabbanot were, but uh, I don't have a good answer to that. Okay, Doug, get a question? No. Okay, very quickly. Well, how will these problems come up after all? Do they have? They do, but tuma, tuma is something like I said, like as Michael said, an, an animal could be shafted incorrectly. You know, you can't control nature, right? An animal could could uh, crawl into the base of mixed or something. Yeah, the tuma would happen. Right. Yeah. So Aaron's ram, even though it's yachli, it overrides tumah or allows is allowed to be done to tumah because it has a fixed time. And the question is, okay, but when it was done with tumah, was it still seen as somewhat problematic? That depends on the hutra dechuliyah debate. Okay, and that depends on whether the tzitz has any place to be functioning. What? He's not wearing it. So either that's an evidence that yeah, either, no, either that's an evidence that the tits works when he's not wearing it, or there's two ways to explain why, how, the, how does that either the tits works when he's not wearing it, or no, you need the tits only works when it's being worn, but you don't need the tits because of putra. Okay, exactly. Good. No. Okay, so let's finish the doc. So the one says like this. Okay, so now we're going to have the, now we're going to shift. That was a, so that sort of laid out the two camps and dealt with the various evidence on both sides. And now we're going to shift this discussion to when the shift operates. Does he, does he have to be wearing it again when the objects are coming, not the people? People only work space when it's a case of chutzpah juchuyah b'tzibur, but the tzitz works on the object. So the Gemara says like this: Amar Abayit. So Abay is going to come and relate to this debate. We're moving on. If the sitz is broken, okay, it doesn't like exist, then everybody agrees it's not functioning. And it, it, the presence of the sitz does not make the korbanot acceptable. The debate is that you, the tzitz is hanging on its peg. It's in the Kohen Gadol's locker. Okay, he's not wearing it. It's in his locker, but the tzitz exists. Okay, Rabbi Yehuda Sava, Rabbi Yehuda says that he has to be wearing the tzitz in order for it to function al Meitzach. It says, it says this, the tzitz should be on the forehead of Aaron. V'nasa Aaron is Avona Kadashim. He will lift off the sin of the sacrifices. So al Meitzach v'nasa. So he reads those words juxtaposed as they are. When it's on his forehead, that's when it lifts off the sin. Rebbe Shimon. Rebbe Shimon says he doesn't have to be wearing it. Savar. Tamid l'ratzon l'isnei Hashem. He does a very cute, a, a, a very cute read, right? It's a, it's Vaya Metzach Aron Tamid, I believe is the pasuk. Right? Yes. What, what, Michael, you have the pasuk? Yes. Well, could you read it? Vaya Metzach Aron. V'nasah Aron et Avon Hakodashim Asher Yachtishu Bnei Yisrael Chol Matzmoth Kodeshem Vaya Al Mitzchot Tamid Nevatzon Ahem Kodeshim. Okay, so one pasuk says Al Metzach V'nasah is juxtaposed at the beginning of the pasuk. On, the, on his forehead in Vinastan, at the end it says, right, Vayal Mitzchot Tamid Now, of course, even that sounds like 
when it's on his forehead, then it is liratzon lahem. But Rebbe Shimon conveniently cuts out the word forehead that precedes it and says tamid liratzon lahem. It'll always be liratzon, even if he's not wearing it. Tamid liratzon lishneirshes. So my tamid. If it's like the public sounds, it's constantly on his forehead and only then is it atoning. Who can, we- who can wear it on your forehead all the time? Doesn't he ever have to go to the bathroom? Okay. So, I mean, you know, you could sleep with your tits on, but no, but you, you have human functions that you're not allowed to do with your tits on. Doesn't he have to sleep? And again, the idea, because we learned that there's a whole comparison which we're about to deal with about sits and fill-in, and the idea, now, fill-in, you're not allowed to sleep. One reason is because of passing gas, but there's another idea which we focus the comparison of sits and fill-in about the idea of tamid lishne Hashem, and this maybe begins to answer your point, Seth, about constant consciousness of God. You know, we sort of, we say God should always be in the forefront of your thoughts, you know, sort of like on your forehead. So the idea you're sleeping, that's not a time to be wearing the tits. The tits is about being conscious of God on your forehead. God's name on your forehead. So you can't always be wearing it. So what does tamid mean? Ella tamid too. It always, it always makes the Kormanot acceptable, even if he's not wearing it. So now the Gemara says, okay, what, are the other, what do you do with each other's pasuk? What does he do with the tamid? Because again, it can't literally mean he's wearing it all the time. It means constantly conscious of it when you're wearing it. Not wear it all the time, but when you're wearing it, it you should be constantly aware of it. It's a created constant consciousness. You have to be, when you're wearing fillings, touching them constantly, meaning always sort of like, you know, Sort of like um, um, evoking your awareness of them. Kavachomer, yeah, yeah. Kav and you learn it from the sit. Now, why is the kavachomer? You would think the sit demands much more than the filling. Here's the kavachomer. The sit that only has one name of God says on your eyes, of them on your forehead constantly and constantly understood to mean constant consciousness of it. Fill in has many many names of God. Allah has come and how much more so? Now Tzosel says this is obviously not a real kavachomer. First of all, <laughs> the Tzvilin's names of God are hidden in the box, and the Tzitzah's names of God are on the tzitz and exposed to all. And so that name of God and that obviously can demand different things. It's also the beget of a going goggle can demand different things. But nevertheless, that's the idea, and the, the Gemara does it has a whole comparison. It's interesting. The analogies of the of the Tzvilin, particularly shall rose to the tzitz, also seems to be analogies by the way about Sithis to the begotten of the Kohen Gadol so this whole idea that you know we in the larger world we no longer have a base of Mikdash and we're not Kohanim most of us but the sense of sort of bringing that Kiddushah with us in our activities and thinking about the Tzillin as a Tzitz and the Tzitzis as a and the Tzitz and Tzitzis work on together but okay and the Tzitzis as a type of Big Day Kuhuna is important metaphors in the or images in the Gemara so it's basic and in terms of us the technical point is doesn't it say Tamid so Tamid shouldn't Tamid mean it constantly atones and no Tamid doesn't mean constant atoning it means when it's wearing constant consciousness and now let's just end with what Reb Shimon does with the other Pasuk Reb Shimon Damar Tamid Meratzeh that it always uh, a tone is the wrong word always makes the Korban acceptable the Haksiv Al Mitzchov what about the juxtaposition of forehead and lifts off the, lifts off the sin so it, seemingly only when it's on its forehead it functions so the Gemara says 
That's just to tell you, forget Vinasa, to tell you where you put the tits on his forehead. So, Rabbi Yehuda, Likvolo Makam, Nale. So, where does Rabbi Yehuda know, know that, that idea that's on his forehead? Now, Kalini, I'll be true. Because it's his forehead. He says, I'm not saying my point from forehead. I'm saying my point from the juxtaposition of forehead with atoning. The very fact that says forehead tells you forehead. Our point here is not the words mitzcho, but it's juxtaposition. You're right. You're right, you're right. Mitzcho, that, that, that tells you forehead. What do you do about the juxtaposition that seems to say only when it's on the forehead does it function? My avidle, what does he do with it? Only when it's fit to be on his forehead can it work. Does it function? Not when it's not fit. To exclude the time when it's broken, he can't put it on his forehead, then it doesn't work. So at the end of the day, this sort of is the way Abaye frames the debate, that it's a debate, does it work constantly? The Brayta says, does it fit to work constantly or only when it's being worn? Abaye says they would agree when it's not fit to be worn. And then the Gemara elaborates that they're learning out from the different parts of the psukim, either the one that focuses on tamid or the one that focuses on mesach, but what do you do with the simple sense that he has to be wearing it? Says Rabbi Shemin, it just means it has to be fit to be worn. But according to him, even if it's not being worn, it still functions, and that, uh, and that again, is, is what allows korbanot, even when you do not have the chutra b'tzibur, the chuyah b'tzibur, when the korban is tamay, allows them to be acceptable.